Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Justin, and I am back with episode 24 of the Survival of the Artist podcast. The last episode, we had Fern from the Social Club Misfits, and this episode coming all the way from Omaha, Nebraska, to your ears right now is Mr. J. Crum. J. Crum, what up? What's happening? I'm, I'm very excited to have J. Crum on because... He is somebody I have admired from afar for the last couple of years, and I got to meet him last year in Atlanta, and he's even better than advertised. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just a chill dude, and uh, if there, we did a little bonus segment before here on Instagram Live, and one of the questions was, you know, why does everybody love him? And if you met Jay Crum, you, you would know. It's, it's an instant thing, like... This guy is very lovable. So before before I gas him up anymore, and then he floats around this interview like before getting hard questions. I'm already floating. He's already he's already floating. Um, (laughs) So for everybody listening, who are you? What do you do? And what is your claim to fame? Yeah, so uh, my name is Jay Crum. First and foremost, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am a husband to the beautiful Jessica Crum. Um, and uh, I make music. And uh, I also uh, pastor a church called Slingshot Church as well. Um, as far as uh, claim to fame, I don't know, man. But uh, we've, I've been privileged to, to do a lot. Um, Babazilla Freshman 2020. Yeah. Um, that was dope. Um, when one... Uh, hip-hop artist of the year i think in 2018 for omaha um and uh yeah so yeah man i've been making music for a while here and um i'm happy to be here for real yeah you've done you've done some things yeah so we've established that you have been doing this for a while so how long did it take you to get to where you're at now and it and if where you're at now is is like kind of the ideal spot for you man i I've been making music since I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, and I was, I was featured, I think I was featured on Rapzilla for the first time when I was like 17 or 18. Um, wow. Which was, yeah, so it was right when, I think right, right, maybe a year or two after it, it launched, I was on the site. Um, so like, I've been making music for a long time. I went through different transitions. Um, I was, when I first started, I was like super arrogant and like, um, just musically and spiritually, just like, I just was like super arrogant, man. And, uh, God broke me, bro. When I hit, when I hit around 20, God broke me. And I took like, I took like four or five years off of like recording and making music and stuff. And I just was like, God, I just, you know, I just want to. I want to build this foundation. I want to know about you. I want to, I want to build my character. I want to do all that. <clears throat> and so, um, I jumped back in heavy making music again, probably around 2013, 2014. Um, and, uh, so I've been kind of hitting the ground running since then. No, that's, that's, um, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as like, uh, being where like is, is right now the ideal spot. Um, I, it's that's a that's a loaded question. I feel like because it's like um, 
I, I'm learning. I'm learning. I, I, I want to steward what I have well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do I have like, um, do I have goals for that I set for myself as far as like benchmarks and stuff? Yeah. Um, so I definitely have some higher benchmarks I want to hit. Um, but what I'm learning is to um, fall in love with the journey more than like trying to hit benchmarks. So I'm loving the journey. I'm loving what I'm learning. I'm loving the, uh, I'm loving improving. I'm loving hearing stories of people here um, listening to the music and everything like that. And I think as I continue to stay in love with the journey, while I have these benchmarks, <clears throat> it helps me stay satisfied, but not stagnant. If that makes sense. No, it does. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So I remember you telling me when we were in Atlanta together that some of the early, maybe not the earliest music that you were doing, but at one point you were in a rock band. Um, yeah. Yeah. So can you, can you talk about that? Cause I feel like a lot of people might not know that. Yeah. That's on purpose. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was part of a group called uh, water's edge and uh, it was like this mix between, it was like rock metal um, indie soul. We sent a bunch of stuff to Rapzilla. You guys never approved it. Uh, I wasn't there. Tracks. Wasn't there. But uh, <laughs> I was. I was making that but, same exact music myself. That yeah, was yeah. That was my yeah. failed music career. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was cool though. We did. We had. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'll say this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, some of the most fun I've had writing. Um, we went on. We went on a few tours. Uh, that was. It was fun, man. We collabed with like Maddie Montgomery from For Today. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the police of purging guy. We, we we collab with uh, back when Lee Green was like popping off of uh, Humble Beast. We had some stuff from Lee Green, KJ. Uh, not KJ. Um, we had a collab with R Swift. We had a collab with K Drama. I think the one with K Drama probably made the most noise. But um, that was yeah, that was fun, man. It, it was, and that's kind of where I got into like singing a lot more too. So I'm singing on, on a bunch of stuff on there. Of course, the rapping and stuff, but um, yeah, that was a. It was a lot of fun. I'll say that it was a lot of fun. It stretched me, and I even carry I carry stuff that I you know got from there um, in my career now as well. So it was a great time, necessary time. I think music wasn't great, but made great connections, great friends, and gained a lot of stuff from my own artistry as well what what time frame was that that was from maybe around 2008 uh, 2009 to 2012 maybe so kind of that time where i wasn't making music that i was doing kind of side projects with them hey amen that that was my that was my heyday so yeah. had, had i been with rapzilla I would have approved those songs back when. Hey, it sounds like know, sounds like what I'm doing. I, I might I might slide you I might slide you a couple of the songs. Just see you tell me you tell me. I'll slide you I'll slide <laughs> you back, some I'll, back. I'll slide you some all back, right. and we'd be the judge. All right, all right. We'll both be like, wow. If we both worked at Rapzilla, we'd we'd both be trash. But um, right, right. <laughs> is, is is any of that music available, or that's like? in the archives of, of your, that's like in the archives. If you, if you do a very thorough YouTube search, you might be able to find some stuff. Um, you're not going to tell us the name of the band. Well, yeah, it's water's edge. It's water. It's water's edge. One word. 
you could try to find. I'm gonna it. find it. Was yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uploading it to Rapzilla. I'm giving yeah. you. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you the the uh, the gratitude or the satisfaction that you didn't have ten years ago. Oh man, <laughs> I appreciate. That, Yo, this man. new Jay Crumb is different. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We'll see what happens, man. I hear this Kendrick's about to be an all rock album, so really, I bet you that's that's about to be, yeah, it's about to be a whole new wave. That might, that stuff that stuff might be good coming back around. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of that now, and everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, what's this new thing called rap rock?" Right. Like, wait, <laughs> right, wait right, a right. second. Hold hold up. Um, well, okay. So on that tip, since you were kind of the front man for a band, um, what would you say besides the obvious, you know? differences but what what are some of the differences in creating and, and fronting a band as opposed to like being on your own and performing by yourself um i think uh i think fronting a band um it's just a different energy um it's it's a different energy it's a um it's a collaboration between all everybody on the stage um mm-hmm. It's a, uh, yeah, man, it's just like, it's just that energy of a bunch of people working for the same purpose. Um, and so, uh, I love it, man. I love it so much that now when I perform, um, if I have the option, I'm bringing my band with me. Yeah. I perform with the band and stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I always feel like the band element is cool because like you said, you're all relying on each other. You're all counting on each other. So like you, right. you have to be at your best. Like if the guitarist misses a part or like the drummer loses the beat while you're rapping, it's like, it's catastrophic. So like everybody, yeah. everybody has to be like focused in. And if you can't remember something, you got to improvise and you just, you just have to keep it going and pretend like nothing happened. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a really cool dynamic. Um, and when you fail, you all fail together. So yeah. I know if you if you're like a rapper and you're bombing, you know you just feel alone. <laughs> it's just like, oh no, yeah. my my beat's skipping, or I forgot the words, and then you're alone. But at least it's one of those, yeah. And it's one of those things if you do mess up, like if there is a mess up, like you can cover for each other a little bit better, or like you can just goof and laugh it off, and you got people up there who are just like, we're just having fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's been, yeah, yeah. Hip hop so. is it's such like this serious element. Uh, you know, yeah more more often than not um all right yeah. so what about what about production is it that you're a rapper then a producer or the other way around or is it kind of like a fluid situation for you um i think it's it's becoming more and more fluid um i uh i enjoy so i i, I enjoy producing for myself a lot um and if i'm going to produce for somebody else I'm not the type of person to like create a bunch of beats and then be like, um, put it up on beat stars or something like that and sell a bunch of leases and stuff. I'm like, re- I really like sound design and I really like making sure I want, I like working on entire projects and making sure it's cohesive. So, um, so I had a blast working on Thomas. He trusted me enough to like do the sound design for his, for the Kuliana. And so, um, and I'm working with, um, uh, gospel artist here uh, in Omaha and uh, working on her project and helping with the sound design with that. So it's just, I just like, I like creating bodies of work versus like 
yeah. just creating it yeah. and putting it up for sale. So a lot of people ask me um, for beats. I'm just, that's just not my style. If you want to work on a project, let's work on something and figure out what we can do from there. Cause I'm just, you know, I care about the work a lot. So I want to make sure I'm, you know, yeah, I'm you're, doing that. Well. You're not, you're not just trying to lend your like energy or creativity to just a one-off thing that might not even, you know, be right. Hurt. Right. It it's yeah. I I had I worked with the uh, an engineer slash producer one time, and you know they always explain. You know you can have the engineer who just pushes the button for you, and all yeah. he does is press record and press stop. Or you have right, the right. engineer that's like, no, let's create the best. Because at the end of the day, this too, this is you know this is a reflection of of me, of of me producing your work sound in you you know is the challenge and the and the satisfaction that i get from working with a band or an artist so that's so that's like the same realm that you're in yeah yep i would i would agree with that yeah i just if yeah i, I don't want to be a part of anything i don't want to attach my name to anything that can't be the best thing possible for them you know um i care about you know, you know i care about the people that i work with i want to make sure that man if we for doing this together, like, let's not waste time, let's not waste effort, let's not waste work, and uh, let's put forth the best thing we can. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's dope because now I know that any time that I hear a song that has your production on it, there's going to be a certain like level of quality that I know right. I'm going to get with the song. While you may have, and I'm not, you know, I know everybody makes their money and does things a different way, but sometimes you have a, a really like known producer or a good producer, and then I'll receive a song at Rapzilla, and I'm like, yo, this song is awful. I can't believe this producer made this track yeah. and was like okay right. with that. But again, yeah. that's, you know, that's everyone's business model is different. That's something, yeah, people got to do QC, man. I, that's one of the things, even with like features, I've, I have given money back. I'm just like, yo, like, listen, man. Uh, Cause sometimes I'll get the feature and I'll do it myself or they'll send me the, they'll send me the song or they'll pay for the feature and then send me the song. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's just so bad. Like, <laughs> it's like irredeemable to where I'm like, yo, Hey man, I'm just going to send this back to you. This just isn't, this isn't going to work. Um, if I can try to help it, I will, but, a lot of times it's just like, yo, it, this just ain't it. And I, I'm going to give this back to you. Good luck. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, because you got, you know, it's ultimately, man, it's your, it's your brand. Ultimately it's your, you, you have to be willing to sacrifice a bag to maintain that sense of quality for yourself. You know, um, I know. And, and then when, when you do work with somebody, it may, it, like, it means more. Yeah. So like, for You're just me, yeah, like for me, when I got the no big deal feature, I knew that was a, I knew that that was like a, a a big moment for me because like he doesn't collab with everybody, like he's he doesn't do features, he doesn't work with people like that, like he only works with his homies. So when I knew that like he was digging my song and my brand and my style so much, to where he was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I knew that it meant something and I was like willing to pay money because I knew that cosign was going to mean something. When it's a person that's like collabing with everybody and you got all these trash songs that you're jumping on, mm -hmm. that's your your stock goes down. 
Yeah. You you've you've you know, you've you know, it's like it's like the difference between like you, you know, um you might have a but there's a but there's a ton of McDonald's, right? Yeah. But like everybody in the city would rather go to the, you know, the dope local burger spot, you know. Even though there's a bunch of McDonald's, it's like they're not known for good quality. They're just known that yo, know, there's just a lot of them around, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so with artists, like we should be focusing on trying to be that. Yo, know, we're known for the quality of stuff that we put out, and sometimes that means sacrificing a bag, but in the long run, it's going to mean more. Yeah, I think I think that reminds me of of like the McDonald's example too. Reminds me of like even if you think about collectible items like a comic book or baseball cards or whatever it is, you know, like if you're, if you're, uh, let's say every 500 packs, you're going to get a, like a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Then you'll, yeah. whenever that one pops up, like that's solid. Like, man, nobody really has this, like that's, that's a gold feature. But if you have like the yeah. same, uh, you know, I don't know, crappy baseball player that comes in every pack and then it's like, well, all right, well, everyone has this, this card is worth no money. Um, so, right, right. So that's that's kind of like a, a features thing, or even producers being selective of who they work with. And and apologies to any um, crappy baseball player that fits the uh, artist analogy. You you are special. You you still made it to the big leagues, so you're still, <laughs> you're still you're still one of the best players in the world. Don't worry, you're just not Ken Griffey Jr. You're all right, man. If anyone pulls up on you, bro, let me know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Justin, Justin, I'll, I'll be there in about 32 hours. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll, I'm driving. Um, right. <laughs> so in, in the last interview you did for Rapzilla, which was earlier um, in the year, uh, I think you did it with Luke, right? Um, yep, yep. <laughs> you said that you work as a tracker for a juvenile justice system, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. What would it what would it take for you to be a full time artist and and leave that and and would you want to? Yeah. Um. So I I really I'll say this I really enjoy working in the inner city. Um. I enjoy working in the inner city. I jo- enjoy working with youth. Um. So I would always want to be involved in that in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um. I do want to, but I, I also want to make music you know, full time. I would, I, if I did that, it would be on my own terms. You know what I mean? Right. I would, I would always work in that field, but it would be on my own terms. And so with, uh, it's in order to be able to go full time in music. Um, I think it, I think it, I, if I'm a, if I'm going to be real, I think it sometimes when it, when it, we talk about full time in music, it doesn't always mean like you're going to get that off from streaming or even just shows. Um, sometimes it's putting together all of your abilities and allowing those things to, to, to feed in. So like me, I mix, I master, I produce, I, um, uh, I, I run, I help run ads. Yeah. I have a, I have a company called Streetlight Creative where I help, mm-hmm. I help run ads for artists and do campaigns. And, you know, um, I love doing like, helping with branding and I love doing all that type of stuff. So, um, so like I do graphic design. So like all those things tying in together would help a person would help me go full time. So I think, I think putting those things together in a better way, I think 
could help me get there really, really quick. Um, so, uh, I don't think I'm far from that. Okay. Um, I do pretty, I do pretty good now with just some of the other side stuff I do music related. Um, if it was like an ideal world, it would come all from streaming, but I just don't, I don't know if that's realistic. I think we should, I think if it, for people, for other artists that might be listening, I would say, man, look at what other things you can do and how can you, how can you have that feed into your music career as well? So. Yeah. Yeah. You just, unfortunately, well, I guess it's, it's fortunate and unfortunate in certain ways. Like fortunately we now have the ability to do many of these things on our own. Right. And, and many artists and creative people in order to survive need to learn and pick up these skills. Uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of the times you can't have any help because that's taking away your bottom line. Like you have to have that, that pressure of, I always need to kind of deliver something. So that's, that's like the pro and the con, but another con, and I don't know how big of a hit this gave you is, you know, quarantine and not being able to play shows. Um, has that, has that hurt you a lot or have you, since you've had more time to do other stuff, you know, has it balanced out? Yeah, I, I think, I think it's starting to balance out. I just had to switch, had to switch my focus. Um, because you know, I think I lost out on uh, like thirty six hundred dollars uh, off of canceled shows, right? Okay. Um, and so I had to kind of switch what I wanted to do and how I can make money. So, um, so for me, you know, I started doing more features, um, and then working on more people's projects, and then uh merch and so um and then like uh i think i think turning up on like the content so music videos and and keeping those things going i felt like that was really important especially the visual side because like streaming anybody who's been checking the trends um sorry if i got quiet anybody who's been checking the, the trends um like streaming as far as like Spotify, Apple music is down, but like YouTube, it went way up. Right. And so switching my focus to being like, okay, how can we make these, how can we make our, our visuals more engaging? How can we make these all, you know, fit us? Uh, uh, how can we make them all kind of coincide and coexist with each other? And when you watch one, you want to try to figure out how does this tie into another one or, you know, stuff like that. And so, Doing stuff like that has been helpful too, and then making like making sure that we we highlight the back the, behind the scenes content as well. Just creating more visual content for people um, in this in this time is important because that's what that's what people are watching, and so um, it's just gone up with all this. And so yeah, just trying to do that, and uh, I feel like those things have kind of aided on me being able to not lose out so much mm-hmm. um, and to keep people engaged as well of what's going on, um, not just with the music, but behind the music as well. So, yeah. Yeah, dope. No, that's solid. Um, so you kind of answered this this question on the Instagram, so I want to ask it a little bit of a different way. Is it yeah. is it hard to be from Nebraska and do music, or do you think – 
it has a little bit of an advantage because there's maybe less competition than say you're from like LA or New York city or Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it's tougher because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to compete with anybody locally. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to be, um, like no disrespect to anybody, but I don't want to be a, uh, like, I don't want to be the best rapper from Nebraska. You know what I mean? Like right. Nebraska isn't, it, that's not my uh that's not my goal like I, I my my sights are bigger than that and so um i want to be so yeah i feel like i'm still competing not not necessarily competing but i feel like I, I want my name in the hat with people from major markets as well and so it's a little difficult uh, not a little difficult it's very difficult um to like network and make connections and like really really rock with people because like man a3c i probably made more advancements in three days at a3c than i have in years of being in omaha and that's yeah, just because being able to put faces to names and everything you know like from that from that thing like i started talking with doc i started talking with uh, i met aaron uh, I met people from Coach Villains. I met you. I met yeah. Chad. You know what I mean? And like from there, what happens after that? When it's just something. There's a different um, buy-in for people when you meet them face to face. When you're able to hang out. When oh, you're absolutely. Sharing a bit, when you're sharing, absolutely. You know? And so, uh, and so, being from Omaha, it's been tricky trying to establish those things. Um, when one that mindset, the mindset that I'm talking about is rare here. You know, um, a lot of people are satisfied with, you know, I, I, I'm satisfied with, with, you know, a local award from Omaha. I'm satisfied with, you know, doing, you know, performing at the same bar over and over and over again. Like they're all right with that. Um, and I just know for me, um, I, as far as benchmarks for me, I want to do more than that. And so I want to make sure my brand is, is can compete with the best of them because I feel like my message is something that's needed among those people as well. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy when you go to things like A3C or um, Mike Mack does the elevation conference in Boston and all these different events, it's like a big family reunion. It's like all these people that you talk to every day, that you'd never actually see. It's like all my all my friends live on the internet, <laughs> but I I don't I don't get to see their faces. We don't get to hang out, but we talk all the time. We you know we're listening yeah. to music. We're working together. We're collaborating. You know, literally helping move and shape a culture, right? But you right. guys you guys are are never you know even more than like a hundred miles <laughs> near each other. Um, it's yeah. just like a wild concept. Yeah. Right, right. Like, uh, like, like A3C was the first time I met Steven, um, who, oh, I've, who I've been working with for five years. Um, right. So there, there's all this, all this craziness, man. And now, and now it's like we're backwards. Now it's like, all right, now we're really on the internet because you're not allowed to leave your house. Um, but okay, so for you, what would you say is your biggest? rock star moment or moment of success that you were just like, whoa, like I get to do this. Um, if I'm honest, bro, it was probably either, uh, it's probably A3C or 
um, the Rapzilla freshman moment um, only because um, I just felt like things were recognized on a, nat- on a national scale. Everything else I had done before, I had not to say that this wasn't, but like it was like, man, this is a was I, I put in all the hustle, I put in all the time, I put in all the things, and all the things that I built from the ground up. And like this, that moment felt like, okay, uh, there's a cosign there, you know? Um, yeah, there's the validation you know, that yeah, you, yeah, you had yeah. never gotten. Right, right. Which I, I've always felt, I've always felt like I was on the outside looking in, especially with like Christian hip hop. Because um, I had been making it for so long. But I'm in the middle of, you know, I'm in, I'm in Omaha, in the middle of America, where like nobody knows or even thinks that black people exist. Um, <laughs> and you know, and I've been making music, and like it's the weirdest response because like people, people, um, like maybe bigger artists, they'll finally listen to it and they'll be like, "Yo, like where'd you come from?" I'm like, "Yo, fam, I've been here." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like I just been in the middle of, the, you know, the middle of the map, you know people don't pay attention to and so i think we're grinding for so long and like i feel like even being slept on for so long to see to you know for for that you know like yo we want you to come perform yo like we think that you're you know we, we feel like you you've put in the work and everything like that we want to we want to feature you here we want to do that so i just felt like um if i'm talking about like yo this is a really good moment um that was one of them for sure. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, keep talking about Nebraska and how it's like, oh, nobody knows we're here. But I hear you. I hear Vic Sage. I hear Fameless. It's like, yo, you like you guys throw down. Like, you guys are super talented. Yeah. So, like, you, you're representing, you know, this really tiny little part, but you're representing it well. Um, and I think that's yes. really important, too, because – that'll come that brings the validation it's like wow these yeah. these these guys or these girls you know whoever it is in whatever situation it's like maybe they're not in a great situation but they're killing it anyway um yeah. and that's that's hey, awesome and i think another another cool part was was um the, a cool part about all that was like uh not it's, it felt like as soon as i stopped like needing that right soon as I felt like I, as soon as I stopped needing validation, as soon as I stopped being like, yo, I'm just going to do this, you know, this is, I think like, um, the year before not getting the rappers of the freshman, when I, the year I didn't get it, uh, I think that was the best thing that could have happened because it was like, oh, I'm not even eligible. Like, all right, I'm just, mm-hmm. what am I doing? You know, I need to just, it's maybe check my motives and be like, why am I doing this? And so, man, putting together my own tours, dropping music for the sake of, man, I just want to make an impact. Like that stuff, it wasn't about a validation or acceptance or anything. And then it happened anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, it's a weird, I don't know what you call it, paradox or whatever, but like where you, you, yeah, you that's not even in your mind anymore. Yeah, you like let then, your guard down. You let your guard yeah. down and, and it like snuck up on you. Yeah, uh, but in a good yeah. way. Right. Yeah, that that's something I kind of um, you know, championed. Like I was like, guys, we can't keep doing the same, you know, method. You have artists dropping like 40 albums in a year. There's like 150 songs coming out in a year. They're disqualified 
uh, becoming a freshman after like a month. It's like we got to, you know, the music industry changed, so we need to change too. So then we, we just tried to figure out, well, then how do we do it? And I said, how about no rules? <laughs> Throw everything out. Yeah. And if, if, if they should be here, if they had an incredible year, they're here regardless. You know, obviously, you know, if, if they've been around for like 20 years or so, we're like, okay, they, yeah. probably, <laughs> probably not them. But, you know, it, we, we kind of limited to, you know, in the last three years, have they been, you know, really seriously making music and have they popped off? And we're like, well, you know what? Jay Crumb definitely fits in that mold. Um, so, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, there, there was a couple. And then, of course, that makes it, that actually makes it harder now because so many more people are now qualified. Whereas before it was like yeah. a really specific amount of people. Um, so yeah, so we, we can never really win that way. We're always going to hurt somebody, uh, which, which yeah, sucks. Uh, they'll get over it. And, but now you could just say, Hey, there's always next year because now they could be qualified. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right. So what about on the flip side, what do you think was your biggest failure or regret so far as an artist? Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I think it's failure or regret. Shoot, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say. Ah, oh, man. Um, if I keep it a buck, bro. Um, it was really, really tough having streetlight sounds go under. That was uh, that one was really, really tough because I felt like. You know, um, I felt like we had a really good collective. I felt like we were really making noise. And to have it, um, to have it just kind of go under was like not a, it was tough. It was, it was, it put me through a tough season because like, I felt like because like everybody may have not been as passionate about it or everybody wasn't moving the same or whatever, I, I had put that failure on myself okay when that's probably wasn't fair to do to myself but um but i had put that on me and it was like man i just you know you want to you want to push other artists along you want to give people a platform you want to you know you want people to go after it and because you see greatness in them and then um to but you can't want it more than them you know, you can't want it more than people. Um, and so, but yeah, it was tough to, to for that to kind of go under like it was because I felt like that could have been really, really big. You know, I'm, I'm always about building your own table, especially for yeah. us where we are, you know. Um, so for that not to pop off like I thought it would, that was tough. And when was that, like in the last year or like two years? Yeah, so, so we, we had kept it, we had kept it going. I think we uh, we had started it in 2017, um, and we had been going pretty strong through uh, so 2018, 2019. Uh, 2019 was when we uh, around what was it September or August we decided to. Uh, kind of close it up and just be like, all right, um, if you guys don't, you know, if, you, if this isn't something that everybody's not passionate about, it's something that I'll just take on my own and uh, rebuild, you know, with people who 
who really want to do this. And so, uh, so yeah, that's what it is now. It's something I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to rebuild. Yeah. It's something that's still the brand for me, but, um, that, that was a tough, that was a really tough, uh, that was a tough season. Yeah. I, I, I can relate to that. I, I had a, like a little collective that I had formed. I think it was 2011. And I, yeah. I like ran that thing for an entire year. It was like a label collective marketing, pr- pretty much kind of what you were doing. But the, yeah. and, and I had four band, I think I had four rappers on it and three bands. Now the problem you always run into things when you do that is you think of your friends first and you bring all your friends on board. But your friends yep. never have the same goals and dreams as you. So right. it's almost better to bring in a bunch of people who you don't know, don't have any relationships with. And it's like, here, here's the vision. If you're in, you're in. And let's all work together and do it. And that was my problem, that I just brought all my friends along. And they were just being my friends. And after about a year, I was like, well, this thing, you know, I can't even get people to make a Facebook post about a show. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like something <laughs> like that. Or like, yeah, man. I, I can't even get them to like the status of the show that they're playing. And I was right. just like, yeah, this, this isn't working. And, and I had to stop that. And then when you, when you put all that energy into something, you're neglecting all the work that you could have been doing yourself, you know, furthering Absolutely. yourself. Um, so that was one of the, the biggest lessons that I've learned too. And even as a professional in my career, as a journalist, as somebody who's working in media, uh, you can't rely on anybody, unfortunately. So just just learn how to do these things yourself. And if you get help along the way, awesome. But if you're expecting the help to come, don't. Because more right. often than not, it doesn't or it's not to the same level that you desire. Um, there's an artist tip for y'all. <laughs> straight up, straight up, yeah. Yeah, there was some, I feel like we had a lot of like, it was a lot of highlights, a lot of great moments. Um, even some you guys covered were like, you know, um, but it just, yeah. So I think when you when you see those high highlights and those huge moments, it's like, oh, this can really be the the one. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know what it could be. But then when it's like not when not everybody's on board, um, especially with that many people, it's like you'll have maybe two because it was like maybe three of us who are like really really grinding. And then, like, everybody else is, like, you have to, like, pull their teeth to, like, yo, give me a song, you know, <laughs> like, something, you know. Uh, you know, hey, we're trying to do a show, answer a text message, so stuff like that. It's like, yo, like, fam, this just isn't, I, I, my my platform's not big enough to, to drag anybody. Um, right. And, and, or to, and I'm, you know, I'm. I don't want to beg you to be passionate about this if you're not either. Or if you feel like you're going in a, in a different direction, who am I to like force you to, 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 you know, get in line with my vision, especially if you feel like you got something different or you're going in a different direction. That's okay. You know? And so, um, yeah, I think going forward, uh, as, as I rebuild this thing, um, I think communicating, you know, like this is what we're about better mm-hmm. uh, from off jump and and continuing to keep the mission in front. Um, I think will help prevent that from happening again. But um, yeah, you learn, you live and you learn, man. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I feel it, like I said. Um, all right, so now you dropped the song today. You, you've been dropping a lot of music, but what, what's, I guess, the next big thing for you that's coming up? Um, so I'm continuing. So we're, we're dropping. We've been dropping this year every three weeks. Um, we're getting ready to wrap up this series of music. So this series of music is called Vagabonds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, this series of music is getting ready to wrap up in July. And then we'll start the next batch of music. Um, so uh, not in July. This wraps up in, uh, I believe, in August. Yeah, in August. And then uh, we'll be dropping the next batch of music right after, well, a little bit after that. Um, but yeah, we're just going to, we're continuing with visuals. We're continuing with all that. I have a song dropping, um, in July called rumble, which is, um, I don't know when this is dropping, but I have a song, <laughs> this interview I don't know uh, called rumble <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> could be tomorrow. And, uh, could, could be next week. Yeah. But it's, a, it's about, it's about a lot of things that have been, um, going on in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like race relations, it's, yeah. it's a, it talks a lot about uh, some of my frustrations within um, CHH a lot with um, you know wanting to be a part of hip hop culture, but like not empathizing uh, with like the creators of it. I saw those <laughs> you tweets. Know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, and so I have I have uh, I have like two songs dropping in july that talk about that a little okay. bit more um so i'm excited i'm really really excited about that this the you know this song and those next two songs um mean a lot to me so that's dope man no, i can't i can't wait to hear him and one yeah. one one thing i noticed is you keep saying we we so i'm assuming you have a team um yeah so yeah so what's what's that like because you're a solo artist but you keep saying we yeah, uh, it's important, man. It's a you know, uh, I know we talked about it in the interview a little bit, but we have like I have a support system, but I have people, you know, I have a creative team that helps out with just vision uh, for like visuals, for ideas on extra content, stuff like that. Um, because it's very easy to just like get into your own head, um, and like you never know what the outside what an outside perspective could bring. You never know what an outside idea could bring. Yep. You, you, know, you get so into it. You, you, you're too close to the art sometimes where you can't figure out what's happening or, or, or capitalize on certain things that you might not even notice. And so uh, this year, um, I've been working closely with uh, like two or three people who have really just been helping me um, on the creative side as far as like uh visuals and and um all that type of stuff so no that's great and i'm glad yeah. that, i'm glad that you keep using the we too it's not like you know yeah. you you're well aware of you know your situation and your team i think that's really yeah. cool those are my those are my dudes man <laughs> all right yeah. and your final question I think you've heard my podcast. What's the final question? I don't, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought you were a big fan. 
I'm sorry, man. We're, we're cutting this now. <laughs> no. Nah. All right. What is what is the key to the survival of the artist in oh, 2020? What is, to, what is the key to the survival of the artist in 2020? Yeah. Um, I think the key to survival is one consistency. Um, and uh, branding. So when I talk about uh, when I talk about branding, I'm, I'm speaking more about okay, what what's going to make a person what outside of music is going to make a person interested in you? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I think it's going to take more than music. Um, we're in a we're in a state right now where it's going to take more than music. Streaming's down. Um, so what is it that makes a person you know, fall in love with Jay Crumb, you know. Um, it's gotta be more than it's gotta be more than just me dropping every three weeks, right? You gotta mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, I'm gonna keep it but I think what's helped me was being vocal about my opinions. Um because it it then when somebody's trying to figure out who Jay Crumb is you're able to you're able to find out and you're able to decide whether that's something that you rock with or something that you don't. Yeah, yeah. If it's something that you rock with, it makes you want to find out more. Um, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to just like not say opinions and trying to keep people, you know, everybody happy and pleased and 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 all of that, um, people may uh, people, there may be more people who don't have a negative opinion about me, but there's going to be less people. Who are who will increase their passion for you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, I think for 2020 and beyond, it's got to be more than music uh, for artists that makes a person uh, want to become a fan of you. And so, uh, yeah, figure that out. You know. So that's a uh, that's what I think that's what everybody needs to do this year. Bam. And there you go. That is Jay Crumb running the gauntlet of questions of the survival of the artist. Episode 24. Hit everything. Hit every nail on the head. I really like I really like that last answer um, just to expound on it because it's like everybody, all artists and creative people have a platform. And so much of what's relevant in today's society, whether people want to admit it or not, is kind of looking at what people with platforms are doing. And at the end of yeah. the day, what are you using your platform? Are you using your platform for good things, for bad things? Or, you know, are you just using it to promote? Like, what are you using your platform for? And for you, in your experience, which is interesting, speaking your mind and actually, and actually like talking about things, usually you would think people will shy away from that because it hurts their brand. But in this day and age, I think as much as people deny it, they're kind of expecting or waiting for people on a platform to say something. And when they don't, Absolutely. it's like, hey, how come you didn't say something? And it's like, well, I thought, right. I thought you just wanted me to shut up and rap or shut up and dribble or or make hamburgers. Like, because you even got like restaurants, you know, taking up causes. Um, so it's it's an interesting time for sure especially especially with everything going on 
but I do like that answer. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. That's one of the things I'm finding. Man, people are taking people are taking brands to task for being silent. You know, um, and it's important that you make your voice known. You make your you make your voice heard wherever you lie on it. Just make your voice heard. You know. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Um, if you are listening to this, where where can you check out Jay Crumb's music? Uh, you can check me out uh, really everywhere that the online music is sold. Um, you can follow me uh, everywhere, J. Crumb Music. Um, and then you can go to jcrumbmusic.com uh, slash shop to get merch, all that type of stuff. So. Awesome. So everybody check out J. Crumb. His music is dope. His, this interview is dope because he always has a lot of good things to say um, be sure to check out the video of the actual pre-show that we did there'll be a video answering some questions that we received on twitter before this interview that's a new thing and if you know the reaction is really good to that i will keep that up yeah. on the podcast um i don't know who's next on the podcast but uh living in the moment j crumb is right now <laughs> so Thanks, man. I really appreciate you taking the time over an hour of your time while Alicia Keys versus John Legend was going on. Um, (laughs) So I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I had a blast. Good, good. Thank you, man. Peace.